0: Coming up on Lockdown Bucks, we've got voicemails. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform, it's for any guy who wants that extra function, to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So, no in person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code LOCKED ON just pay the five dollar shipping again that's b-l-u-e-chew.com promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to try blue chew for free blue chew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast
1: hey james yarko david harrison it's your buddy jim in south carolina calling in um Uh, First off, I want to know if James is good, if he's back, Uh, how's how's the house and the family doing? I know how it feels, man. I'm going through the same kind of stuff right now. But uh, that's number one. Number two, David, man, you did an awesome job while James was gone. Um, The the shows that you did with Evan uh, were outstanding, especially the defensive back preview. I really enjoyed that. And I, too, am really interested in seeing how, more so, Mike Edwards uh, is going to do. Uh, he's the number one guy back there in the secondary. That's obviously been added. That I'm really, really interested to see what he did or is going to do. Excuse me. So, um, and I really like the fact that when uh, Buck Scouts were uh, talking to players at Kentucky who were eligible for the draft, that his name was the number one name mentioned by all these guys, including Josh Allen. Uh, as if you got drafted by the Bucks, what teammate would you want to you know bring with you if you could? and every one of them said Mike Edwards. So I I thought that was very, very telling. So anyway, just to let you know that, uh, David, on more of a personal note, I know that uh, you've said in previous podcasts that you're gonna be heading down to Tampa for um, some of the training camp, and I'm not sure when you're gonna get there, but when you do, you know me, you know I'm retired Air Force. You gotta go to the base, man. It's called McDill, McDill Air Force. It's on Del Mabry. You, you, if you've been down there before, you know Del Mabry, it's the main road, it goes north and south, it's right there where the stadium's at, you just take it south, it runs right into the base, and go drive around, and enjoy yourself, because um, it's a really cool base, uh, the base has two golf courses, it's got its own beach, yes, that base has its own beach, okay, um, and it has its own marina, too, by the way. Um, and uh, if you drive by the beach, you'll see where I worked at. I worked at the firing range out there. I was an instructor. So you'll drive right past where I worked. Uh, so, but enjoy yourself, man. I love Tampa. I was just there in April. Had a great time. Uh, again, guys, love the podcast. Keep keep cranking them out. We're almost there at training camp. Can't wait for it. Um, and uh, as always, go Bucks.
2: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast,
0: you just won't last. Guess who's back, back again, James is back, tell a friend. What's up and welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at Jay Yarko underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks and at Bucks underscore Nation. David, it's been a while, buddy. How you doing?
2: I've been, I'm doing well. It has been a while. I'm glad you stuck around this episode longer than the Bluetooth ad. Uh, it's It's nice to have you have you back <laughs> further than that point.
0: It's nice to not feel like I'm melting 12 <laughs> bet, days, yeah. 12 days, yeah. David, without air conditioning. The peak temperature in my house in that 12 day span was 98 degrees. Yes, shout out Nick Lachey, it had reached 98 degrees in my house, so I had three box fans, one on either side of my bed and one at the foot of my bed and Mm -hmm. then we had ceiling fans going upstairs but the kids stayed downstairs because it legitimately stayed about 12 to 15 degrees cooler in the basement so they had a box fan down there they were sitting there playing their video games all day long but they stayed cooler down there lots of overnights at grandma's uh, but yeah, we finally, you know, slopped a very expensive Band-Aid on the air conditioner and we are back in business. So I'm excited to be back. Uh, thank you to Evan for for filling in for me. It's much appreciated. He did a great job when he was on there with you.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a good time with Evan and uh, we covered a lot of ground. You missed a lot of stuff. And uh, real quick. So, I mean, thanks to Jim. Of course, I had a little bit of a different intro in mind for today's episode, um, but Jim, called in with that voicemail and I thought it was perfect. That was a perfect segue into, did you recognize the song in the background of his voicemail?
0: I did not.
2: It was the welcome back Cotter.
0: Uh, I thought it was fitting. Not, not welcome back Cutter.
1: No, welcome back definitely. Cotter.
0: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I know. So, uh, so Jim came through in the clutch with that, uh, with that voicemail for me. Um, and yeah, just just real quick uh, to address what Jim was talking about there. Of course, uh, I'll pass along your kind words to Evan. He's greatly going to appreciate. It. I know he had a blast being on the show with me as well. Um, and then as, as far as McDill is concerned, yeah, I definitely plan on stopping by McDill. Uh, I've always been jealous of Air Force bases. Fortunately, as a military working dog handler, when when I uh, when when we deploy, even on the Army side, we get to stay at the uh, Air Force on the Air Force side of Ali Asalim there in Kuwait. And it's a very nice living experience. And then we have to go back to the army life and it's a little bit rougher, but it's okay. Um, So, yeah, I definitely plan on stopping by there and uh, along with a bunch of other places that I need to stop by while I'm in town.
0: Uh, So I appreciate that. But James, you're back. So let's catch up real quick. Well, and and real quick before Uh we move on to Buccaneer stuff, Jim, brother, T's and P's stay stay cool if you're dealing with an ac going out may god have mercy on your soul and i hope you get it fixed faster than we did because oh my god what a nightmare and also for you mr david talking about visiting an air force base in in tampa i have one in my backyard it's one of the largest in the nation and it has the air force museum attached to it just saying Which, which one is that right pat air force base
2: oh yeah i went to right i told you that's where i got my wife's uh id card when we got married in ohio oh, that, um yeah. yeah and i'll be in ohio uh columbus day weekend actually what you will Mm-hmm. where in ohio mm, about an hour east of fort wayne
0: i i'm not
2: sure exactly where that is but. yeah
0: we'll talk offline about that sounds sounds fantastic to me so on to buccaneer stuff um yeah Yeah,
2: you missed four position groups i mean we combine them into two episodes but you missed four position groups so i'm just gonna mute myself and i'm gonna let you do the james yarko position group preview special uh extravaganza go
0: well i mean when you and i would do position groups together we ultimately would end up what what did we start talking about on the the offensive line we were talking about ranch dressing and something, something previous. French fries and mayonnaise. It really yes. went all through rails. All right. So I missed the secondary. That was the most recent one. I don't really have a lot to add to the secondary mm-hmm. other than I agree with you, Evan and Jim. I'm really excited to see what Mike Edwards does. And I'm really excited to see, uh, Sean Murphy bun- bunting and very interested to see how Vernon Hargraves does. And, and if he can, um, uh, you know, stay healthy. That's going to be a, a key thing. Now, the one thing that I really, really missed about the wide receiver tight end position group was my inability to make public my bold prediction. Are you, re- I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast or not, but are you ready for my bold prediction? I am ready. Mike Evans,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. and OJ Howard will mm-hmm. all have over 1,000 receiving yards whoa
2: (laughs) whoa yes um i hope you're correct and i hope nobody in my fantasy league is listening to this episode because i definitely plan on drafting james winston in my fantasy league this year my my money league this year um after after i wrote his fantasy profile i did not go into it expecting to have that kind of opinion, but I came out of it very much interested in drafting Jameis Winston around the same time period that I put in the column. Um, so if you miss that, go read that. Uh, and if if he does that, if if they can do that, if Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ can each bring in a thousand yards of offense, then that bodes very well for Jameis. What's oh, uh, going to happen? A thousand yards each for. See I think I honestly I have a hard so if if one of those guys misses I think it's going to be OJ.
0: Well yeah, yeah, I, that to me would be the the and that is assuming all three stay healthy and and play yeah. a full season.
2: Um which Chris Godwin has done both years in his career. Also something I I profiled in his fantasy football profile which is on Box Nation I believe now as we speak.
0: Because I think if OJ gets over 1000 it's going to be reminiscent of 2014 when uh was it 2014 when mike evans and vincent jackson became mm. the first bucks teammates to both go over a thousand mm. yards but mike was like a thousand and four and jackson was like a thousand and one and then they got them both out of the game yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be, be something like was- that like OJ's gonna get like a thousand and six like just barely but it's gonna happen see the problem though is that
2: when there's no problem the Ain't Buccaneers. No well, but when the Buccaneers go into that final game at thirteen and two and don't need that win, <laughs> they're all going to sit and finish the regular season thirteen and three.
0: If they're then, all if if they're at thirteen and two, then all three will already have over a thousand yards.
2: Touche. That's that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good bull prediction. I don't have any bull predictions right now. We should probably do. No, I mean we got time. We got time for regular season bowl prediction.
0: We we will do a, a regular season bowl prediction show and we'll put an asterisk next to this one because this won't be my you know one of my bold predictions for our bowl prediction show, but I'm throwing it out there now. July 18th. I have I have staked claim in the fact that the Bucks will have 3,000 yard receivers, one of which is a tight end.
2: Yeah, that is very true. We'll definitely put that on the record. Um, you know what I would really like? Actually, I just thought of this. So I have to write uh, my pre-training camp superlatives for Bu- for Bucks Nation. Um, I would like some some help with that from Ooh. our listeners. If I get a couple tweets here and there, um, some superlatives of their own, that'd be nice. You know, uh, be as creative as they want. That'd be cool. But I got to get that written. Here, obviously, in the next week, because we enter as we get ready to enter training camp. Um, I had a question though
0: from the secondary group. Did you have any more thoughts on the wide receiver side end group? No, just that they're awesome and I love them all. They definitely are. So and I loved the fact that you put Evan on the spot and then you <laughs> totally flaked out <laughs> then, on answering your own question. I uh, yeah, politics,
2: a lot of joy. that question, the same question. <laughs> yeah, it's my future, future political career and, and I action was like, there, folks.
0: I was like, oh, that's something that I would do to David. I'm so proud. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I drafted
2: here, yeah, and he was the guest because he let me. He, so he let me get away with it. So, what well, we talked about the, on the secondary episode, and when I asked him the question, it kind of felt weird to ask him the question. Then he kind of admitted that it felt weird to, do, to acknowledge it. That Mike Edwards really is kind of the ace of the secondary group. Um, do you do you agree with that assessment, or is Justin Evans still your ace? If not one of those two, then who?
0: Who? It's tough. I would say. You mean of just the safeties or the secondary in all? Yeah, just the safeties. Just the safeties. I would mm-hmm. still say that Justin Evans is the ace. Okay. I would say, I would say Mike Edwards is the wild card. Mm-hmm. But right now, Evans by default is the ace.
2: You can make a case either way. I just with with what he's coming back from, with how his his first couple of seasons have gone, I'm just I'm not wholly optimistic that uh. He's going to be able to anchor that that group there in the in the back end of the of the secondary. Um, yeah, but it was just kind of an interesting proposition. Just I mean, because coming into last season, I mean, I know I was excited and we were all excited. I mean, I remember uh, in our in our game preview with Carmen, we when, before they played the Steelers, one of my bold predictions was that Justin Evans would pick off Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger liked to throw ducks towards the middle of the field and that Justin Evans would pick one of those off and it happened and I was through the roof and I was like oh man this is great and you know this is gonna be Justin Evans year and, da, 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 da. and next thing you know not so much so it was a big disappointment maybe that's what it is maybe it's I kind of have my hopes really revved up last year for him so for his season to go the way that it went whether it was really his fault or not uh, just maybe kind of makes me gun shy on on committing to him again before this season I don't know it was just an interesting but even the fact that the that a, th- a third-round draft pick may very well be the big dog in a position group for this team kind of speaks to just how far behind the eight ball this team had really gotten, uh, again, for a multitude of different reasons that we could talk all day about. But just kind of an interesting uh, thought going into training camp of just how kind of wide open the secondary really is and how much we feel like we know, but how much we also don't know, I think.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, that is... It's either going to be the best surprise on this team or it's going to be the biggest Achilles heel there's no to me there's no middle ground. They're either going to shock everyone and perform to at least an a average standard because that's all we've been asking for is give give this team an average defense and they'll win double digit games because their offense is that potent and that threatening. So if if the secondary can perform at even an average rate, it will lead to wins and it will surprise a lot of people. But if they go out there like they did under Mike Smith and they fall flat on their face and they get burned by Julio Jones for 226 yards and four touchdowns, then it's going to be a lot of I told you so's and you know, see what a waste this draft class was and fire Jason Light and Todd Bowles isn't what we thought he was and you need to fire him and fire Bruce and fire everyone. It's going to be a gigantic disaster. So to me, as long as they perform average, then this is going to be a above 500 football team. Easily. All right. Yeah, easily nothing
2: nothing expert analysis is back (laughs) 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 or
0: soapbox tangents however you want to look at it all go
2: real short or real long it's just that there's no in between
0: that's right um all right david let's go ahead and jump over to the joyous voicemail hotline i understand we have a caller from one of our listeners let's go ahead and dive into what they have to say
3: hey bucks nation what's up out there this is wash from baldasta georgia um, I'm not sure where this would actually go in because it wasn't a playoff game, but a interesting fact. Um, I went to a game. This was back in. Uh, I was still active duty Air Force at the time, and we were doing the flyover um, for several years. Uh, you know, like missing man formations or what have you, about, over the, the stadiums. This was back in November 2004. The Bucks were playing the Panthers, and uh, we had gotten there. About half time after we did the flyby, um, and, uh, we were actually right down there on the field, right in the end zone and got to hang out with the cheerleaders for a while. That was pretty cool. And me and my buddy, we went, we said, Hey, let's go get on the ship and, uh, had no idea that, that it was actually closed off and there was only certain people who were allowed on there. And it's actually run by the Air Force, uh, the chief's group. And because we were both in uniform and we had just, Finished doing the flyover, the Chiefs up there. They were like, "Yeah, come on up, guys!" So me and my buddy, we were actually up there during the during this the game, and uh, it was it was fantastic. It was a great experience. Um, hearing those cannons go off when they're right underneath you, you would not believe how loud they are. Uh, there unfortunately, we lost that game. That was the one where Martin Gramatica actually had like three field goals that were either blocked or missed. Uh and the last one was in overtime. But uh still a great experience. If you guys have never been to Raymond James, you've got to go. I've been to the old sombrero before and it has nothing nothing compared to Raymond James. It's a fantastic stadium. You guys need to check it out. And with always, hey, I'm hoping for the twenty nineteen uh Buccaneers that they're gonna go ahead and bring uh some glory back to Raymond James. Alright, with everything, go Bucks.
0: All right. Thank you very much for the phone call. It's much appreciated. Thank you for your service. Also much appreciated. David, I vividly, vividly remember that game because I was standing in my sister's living room. This is the same sister that I told the story about that I I quote unquote spoke bad about her Steelers. So she shoved me on Christmas, (laughs) spilling my rum and Coke all over the kitchen floor. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching the game at her house because they had direct ticket. And at the time we didn't even have direct TV. That was, I was, a, uh, I would have been a freshman in college the fall of Oh four. Um, so yeah, I remember grammatica having a couple of field goals blocked and the Buccaneers were, were down late and scored a touchdown to tie it at nine to nine. And I mean, there was less than a minute left if that, and you know, they march out there, just have to the chip shot extra points, the old one that you and I could make. And my sister takes my very young nephew, I think he was three years old at the time, and she starts clapping his hands together and she's going, Block it, block it, block it. And sure enough, the stupid Panthers blocked it, and then the Bucks would go on to lose in overtime. So yeah, I remember that game very, very vividly. And I for sure thought when he said that the pirate ship was being guarded by the Air Force that they were going to not allow them on, which would have made for a completely hysterical story. And one more thing before I, I pass the microphone over to you, I will, you know, a lot of people go on social media and they pick hills to die on that are just not smart hills to die on. But I will die on this hill, David. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers cheerleaders that our wonderful listener and caller got to hang out with, the Buccaneers cheerleaders are always, always more attractive than the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. I have believed that for as long as I've been watching football and knew who the Buccaneers were. The Cowboys cheerleaders are overrated. Give me the Buccaneers cheerleaders over them every day of the week. All right. I don't I don't think I've ever power ranked cheerleaders. Um I don't either, but you know, I, I will I'm sick of the Cowboys cheerleaders being the you know pedestal of which all cheerleaders are are trying to be placed. It's the stupid Cowboys, nobody cares about them and their cheerleaders. Are all right. Awful.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean I I actually kind of like the only real thought I have about cheerleaders, I suppose, would be that I don't know if it's the NFL in general or or individual franchises, maybe trying to work out new ways to kind of showcase what they do and the work they put in and everything. Cause like the NBA does it really well. But the NBA kind of has a built-in mechanism. You know what I mean? They have a literal dance floor um, right. available in in every break. So it's a little bit easier. But you know, if the NFL come up with some sort of mechanism to kind of demonstrate, because I mean, uh, I've known a couple cheerleaders at a buddy who when the Rams were still in St. Louis a buddy of mine, when we were stationed in Missouri, he he dated a, a Rams cheerleader for a while, and they put in work like they grind. Oh um, yeah! So if there was if there was a way the NFL could, could come up with a mechanism to kind of show uh, showcase some of that work, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Just just it would be. I think it would be cool. I think it would be worthwhile. Um, but the big thing that got me about that voicemail is that we have a pilot calling in, and I'm not gonna, anytime I hear an Air Force guy calling whether it be jim or anybody else um top gun immediately pops in my head i don't know i'm cheesy um it's cliche i know but it does um and then anytime we start talking about planes and pilots and and all that stuff it just it just gets louder and if you knew anything about the air force james you would know that as soon as a pilot walked up to those guys
0: guarding the ship that they were going to let him in because pilots are king in the air force Oh. Well, yes. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm aware of that. You know, my grandfather <laughs> served yeah. in the air force. My, my cousin is in the air force, but it would have made for a funnier story. Yeah. I suppose. Is your cousin one a one pilot? I, to make. I, you know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I honestly have not talked to him in about 10 years or so. Mm. He posted something on Facebook today where he was receiving a, a certificate of some sort that was, A a major deal, but I didn't understand what it was and he didn't go into detail in the description. So I don't know, but he's been living over in like he's been bouncing around like Germany and I think he was in not France. I think he was in Germany, England and somewhere else over in, in Europe for basically the past 10 years. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, obviously air bases and all those places.
0: So I was asking if your cousin was a pilot or not
2: because, and I have a very limited Air Force experience. Um, but uh, like I said in a previous episode, Air Force dog handlers work with Air Force or with Army handlers. So we all intermingle because our job is the same no matter what, uh, for, for the most part anyway. Um, and from my experience, most airmen that aren't pilots either love them and wish they were one or they hate them and wish they were one. Anyway, so yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for the call, and obviously hoping to get to Ray J this August, if not more often, uh, but at least this August because I will be down there for the Dolphins joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is really awesome. I'm really glad that's the week I get to land because James Bucks Nation is going to have, I mean, open to close coverage of training camp this year. Am I yeah, right? rub it in, rub it in. Listen. You're not the only one not going, okay? Just, just there's only three of us. Well, I mean, four including Gil, because I'm sure Gil's going uh, as much as he can too. But I mean, Evan, you know, I don't know his exact dates, but Evan is going to be there from from the first day of, of practice, reporting and all that stuff for uh, media availability until I want to say the end of the first week, maybe midway through the second week, and then Bailey's going to be there uh you know bailey adams over at the site who's just now who's just starting a new job as well so congratulations to him but he's going to be there for for a good portion of those that in between period and then i'm going to be there for pretty much the entirety of the third week i mean it's going to be great we're going to have great coverage we're going to have a lot of stuff and we're going to do some some recording hopefully they're live
0: from training camp you guys are going to have a great time and it's it's going to be some phenomenal coverage i'm excited to uh to record with you while you're down there and uh and hopefully have a couple of sound bites from from people like we did during the uh during the scouting combine.
2: Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully we get some good stuff. I'm actually looking forward to hopefully getting some sound bites from fans who are observing practice because oh. we don't get a lot of access to that either. I mean, we get the voicemails and the voicemails are great, don't get me wrong. But like I don't know. I mean, the players are cool. Don't get me wrong, but we, we we've had some of those on the show. We can get some on the show. You know, in the future, um, Carmen's been on the show. Scott's been on the show. Uh, I want I want to hear from the fans. I mean, obviously, what we're, we're gonna put we're gonna put some stuff together. Hopefully, we can coordinate some stuff. See see what everybody's doing. But yeah, I'm really excited. I want to get some stuff with the fans, and I know that Wren uh, is also planning on doing some stuff with the fans down there. So that's cool. And I told Brent because they dropped that on one of their episodes. I'm like, hmm, what a coincidence because I'm doing the same thing. So that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, be, I'll basically, I'll try to beeline. Uh, like every time I see Ren walking into a section of fans, I'll run and get in front of him and steal his fans. Um,
0: no, but do if you, you're there, what's up? Do you want to wear my buccaneers luchador mask so that people will recognize not, uh, no, that you mind. are <laughs> you are the one from from locked on bucks and they can easily spot you if they don't know what your face looks like
2: no listen just look at where like the media guys are, are gathering around i'm the cool one just that's all you need to know yikes we're not i'm gonna the one get that you look fans. at you're like i want to be that guy's friend that's that's how you know which
0: one i am we are not going to get any fans to talk about. <laughs>
2: But anyway, so if you're a Locked On Bucks listener and you're going to be at training camp (laughs) during uh, the period where they're preparing for the Dolphins game, let me know. And, uh, you know, I don't know, just like yell my name while we're out there. And I would love to to get some fan takes uh, on how training camp is going and and what they're seeing from. Obviously, I mean, the the key topics you know, the secondary, the wide receiver depth competition. Rojo, I'm sure is going to be a huge topic of conversation during training camp. Um so, yeah, so if you're if if we have any locked on Bucks listeners that are going to be at camp during the fan days, uh, the, the day that are open to to the public, please let me know that you're going to be there. Um, and also send me some training camp superlatives to help me out with my work here at Bucks Nation. Please. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, I, I have a superlative that I want you to come up with right now before we before we get out of here. Um, <clears throat> I was scrolling through Facebook and a video from the Buccaneers uh, season on hard knocks came up and it was actually during the game that I went to in Cincinnati and it showed Gerald McCoy unwrapping a hot dog. And then you hear this voice in the background and Gerald McCoy says, you have to be the fattest person I know. And into the frame walks Baker, my best friend, Chris Baker. He and I are buddies, and so they behavior. split the hot dog. They they split the hot dog, and Chris Baker goes on to say, "Oh, there's nothing better than a halftime hot dog." Like, yeah, you you eat hot dogs in your sleep. Like, that's that's the point where you are swaggy. Anyway, my question to you is, who on this team is most likely to sneak a hot dog during a game? Oh,
2: geez, most likely to sneak a hot dog game. See, you go negative. Like none of my superlatives. No, it, it,
0: it doesn't, it, that's not necessarily negative. Who's because I, I have an idea in mind when you're comparing,
2: when you're comparing it, them to Chris Baker, it's a negative,
0: No, but I mean all the player, I mean, we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick do it too. I'm not saying anything negative about Fitzpatrick. He was the one that told Jameis that they keep the hot dogs in the trainer's room, you mm-hmm. know, to, to go sneak into the trainer's room, grab a hot dog and, and wolf it down real quick. And there's nothing negative about it. It just kind of dawned on me because that was the clip that the Hard Knocks Facebook page showed. Um, but yeah, I gotcha. mean, out, out of this group, who's the most likely to kind of be like crouching behind in an, an equipment box to, to hurry up and scarf down a hot dog before they have to run on the field? Shaquille Barrett. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because see, the first name that popped into my brain, and there's 1,000% no reason for me to think this whatsoever – I just got the the mental picture of it, and it made me laugh. Mine's Scotty Miller. Okay, just, <laughs> for no reason, little Scotty Miller hiding behind the Gatorade cooler, eating a hot dog like he's Kobayashi. Um, it just made me laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, okay. there's my there's my contribution to your superlatives.
2: Yeah, yeah. Player you know, what, I'm not gonna know. lie.
0: Imagining. Scott
2: Miller trying to sneak in and out getting a hot dog and get back to the field before he gets caught just made me and you don't play apex so you're not gonna even know what I'm talking about but basically he's the octane of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the way that you just when we get off here YouTube it and you'll see what I'm talking about it'll fit okay I will I will look that up very interesting stuff so that's a that's a good way to close your your return episode I think
0: (laughs) with just absolute nonsense Make sure you're sending us your voicemails to 813 444 5841 Make sure you're sending David, your Buccaneers pre-training camp superlatives to at DH82 underscore bucks. I almost forgot your Twitter account because I didn't do it in the same order and it threw me off. Like once I get going, it it just it's muscle memory at this point. I almost forgot your Twitter handle. That would have been a bad look.
2: Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. I basically forgot my own name and in most interviews oh last God. week. So.
0: I was in tears. <laughs> Neither you or Evan could get out of your own way, and it was uh. hilarious. <laughs> Uh, make sure you check it out, everything David and I are doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked at JRCO underscore bucks, at DH82 underscore bucks, and at Bucks underscore nation. Locked On Bucks listeners, it is a pleasure to be back. I'm so excited to be back on here speaking with all of you. Hope you all have a phenomenal day, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. Ah!